Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent just laying into somebody who's just doing their job. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, being stalked by parents, any advice, Hello, so for context, I, 22-year-old female, am posting on someone else's account to avoid my parents from scouring my phone. A few days ago, my mom demanded that I break up with my new boyfriend, claiming that she had heard from God that we were talking about her behind her back. She said that she had strictly forbid me from telling anyone about the things she does, and that she said I betrayed her trust. She's been extremely controlling since birth, not allowing me my own room and forcing me to sleep in the same room as her and my dad, even till today. She's also emotionally abusive, waving knives at me, calling me names, accusing me of being the devil incarnate, and more. She also calls my dad a buffoon, tells him she hates him, and she wishes he was dead, an everyday occurrence, and disappears for long hours making him drive around looking for her. I'll now go on to what's happening now. After she demanded that I break up with my boyfriend, she'll leave me texts taunting me, telling me that she knows I'm talking about her, and this will happen right after I confide in my boyfriend about how confused and afraid I feel. When I get my lunch, she'd text me, asking me whether I just sat down for lunch. When I ask how she knows, she would just laugh and say that God told her so. I'm genuinely afraid. I don't feel safe and I feel like every movement I do is tracked. I feel like nowhere is safe for me and I need advice on what to do, how to see whether I'm being tracked, etc. Note, I live in a country with a really high cost of living, and most people can move out until their late 20s, so moving out isn't a good option. I mean, as much as OP says moving out isn't a good option, I think it's the best option. I would maybe put feelers out there and see how your dad feels, and if there isn't something you could maybe do with him to get away from this because... I'm questioning why he puts up with it too. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mother Changes and Breastfeeds Her Baby in Our Private Office. Hi folks, this is a repost of something I experienced today. I currently work in an office building of a very busy public attraction. The building is newly renovated and we don't have much signage, but it's pretty clear it's an office space since you can see offices through the ground floor window. One of our doors backs onto the area of the attraction and is usually unlocked as staff come and go frequently. My coworker came back from their break and informed me that there was a random woman changing a dirty diaper in the stairwell. She was told to go to the correct changing facilities nearby, which is legitimately around the corner. Another coworker then informed me that the woman did not leave and had also started breastfeeding her child in the same place. She was then told to leave in a more harsh way. The police has loads of available changing areas for babies and many of them are near our building. Her excuse for her behavior was, the baby was crying. Like why would you bring a baby into an office building? She definitely knew it wasn't a public area. 100% they had to have been doing this just out of convenience alone, right? 
Like they just immediately went for a spot where they thought they could get away with it and just went for it. This next story is, parents brought screeching baby to Five Nights at Freddy's. This happened a few hours ago and I'm still ticked. I went to see Five Nights at Freddy's last night since it was sold out on Friday and at every theater by me during the daytime. I found a theater by me that was showing Five Nights at Freddy's well until 11pm, so I figured it would be dead. It wasn't really, but still okay. 9.40pm, the time where tiny children should be asleep, right? No. Everyone is sitting down, and when the movie starts, the theater goes quiet. Till the murmurs of a baby can be heard. A kid around seven comes in, then a dad, then a screeching baby and a mom. They came in right as the movie started and were loud the entire time. Now, this kid didn't cry at the jump scares. Instead, it kept making sounds for the entire run of the freaking movie. And I mean louder than movie sounds. The people around me were ticked and kept shushing the kid as it waddled up and ran down the aisle they were in. The parents acted as if we were crazy and kept ignoring their whining, screaming baby as if it would just go away. People would leave, complain, and when movie people came in, we saw hope that they would be asked to leave. Instead, they just looked around for the ear bleed demon and freaked off as if they couldn't locate the screeches. At that point, the kid said, Mama, goo goo gaga. It's like the kid is right freaking there. The mom took the kid out for like five minutes and then came back in loudly and said, Mama really wants to see the movie. Put the kid on the ground and let it continue to run around. The father ignored the kid. The older child seemed unbothered, like I did not hear a peep from that kid the entire time. Crotch Goblin would go quiet for like 10 seconds. Enough time for some hope and then continue to run around, semi-sleep on the chairs, that annoying thing bored kids do, and just be a freaking menace to the theater. And you can feel the vibe in the theater. We aren't scared. We are all ticked. At least I know my row was, since they were right ahead of us. So the screeching wasn't even muffled. It was like eardrum destruction. Then right as the movie ended, and I mean the first credits came on, even before the pot lights turned back on, they were freaking gone. Now they leave? The freak? And it just upsets me so much because freak the parents and freak the theater for allowing this. We all pay insane amounts of money just to see a movie. I've waited so freaking long for Five Nights at Freddy's and just wanted one nice evening out. And these families come in and the theater people see the babies and say nothing. Oh, you're gonna take your one-year-old into The Conjuring 2? Happened to me. Yeah, I see nothing wrong with that. In my opinion, theaters should be for 7+, plus. because at 7, you should be old enough to just be quiet. I don't really hate the babies, even though I dislike kids, because they're too young to understand what be quiet means, or what sit still means, but come on. No one deserves to have their movie ruined by kids. To have kids cry all throughout the beginning of Endgame because Thanos got his stupid head chopped off. Or for kids to screech because the Emperor is scary. Boo freaking who, he was on screen for 0.2 seconds and then it was over. Or for kids to ask, why is Batman a million freaking times? PG-13 or 14A should still mean something. It should mean if you're a kid and not 13, they aren't getting freaking in. They don't get to get in and scream and cry throughout a movie. That's the point of most kids movies is that scary stuff is limited. And I had this happen when I was a kid and my grandparents took me to see Pirates of the Caribbean and Davy Jones scared the freak out of me. But you know what they did? They took me home. 
They didn't let me scream and cry during the whole movie and ruin everyone else's days. They understood that I was too young and took me home. It's not that hard. And I get it. If you don't have a sitter, that sucks, but why would you want to punish everyone else? So what's worse? Getting on a flight and finding out that you're sitting nearby a crying baby? Or going to a movie theater and finding out that you're sharing the theater with a crying baby? What's the lesser of two evils if there is one? Our next story is entitled Mothers Yell at Me for Doing My Job. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I, non-binary, 18, work at my nearby theme park's haunted houses for the Halloween season. I'm usually what we'll call ops, or basically the line security, making sure guests know where to go, not to cut the lines, etc. I've done this for two years and surprisingly never had an encounter with a Karen. Until tonight. Now, for some context, we have this super long and somewhat windy line that's guarded by low metal fences for our guests to go through when we open until around the last 15 minutes of the night. It definitely is a bit of a walk, and some teens slash younger adults decide to try to hop over the fences to get into the lines without going through the long line. That is a huge no-no. No one is allowed to hop the fences. In the very case that they cut someone in line, hurt themselves, whatever. And for some additional context, I am a very anxious person, especially when negative yelling is involved. It doesn't have to be direct yelling at me. Any form of negative yelling in my range of hearing is enough to get me worked up. So you can imagine if it's at me, this will be important later. Now on to the story. It's about an hour before the night closes, about 10 o'clock. The line is starting to thin out a bit, but there's still people wanting to get into the haunt before we close. I'm stationed at the very start of the entrance to the haunt. 
looking for any potential fence hoppers and helping guests with directions. As I am, I turn to the left and see a huge group of girls at one section of the fence, about a couple feet away. From what I could remember, there were three or four girls, one seemingly being around 10 or 11, while the rest were 14, are already in line, and three girls, also 14, are, you guessed it, hopping the fence. As the final girl gets over, I sprint over just as they begin walking and stop them. Here's the name so far, girl 1, girl 2, nice girl, and little girl, the 10 or 11 year old girl. These girls were either not involved at all, or just silent and didn't want to escalate things. Then Entitled Girl 1, Entitled Girl 2, and Entitled Girl 3. Keep in mind that this is all paraphrased from what I can remember. I said, hey, stop, don't jump over that fence. The girls turn around in shock. Girl 1 says, huh, what's wrong? I said, sorry, but you can't be jumping over the fence. Entitled Girl 1 said, what? We were just meeting up with our group. I said, still, you aren't supposed to hop the fence. You could have just got in line regularly, and you'll be cutting people that are getting in line. Now a small error on my part. I thought there was people entering the line right as I dashed off, but the line was empty and I may have either been seeing things or they were just far away, I don't know. Entitled Girl 1 says, but there isn't even anyone behind us. We aren't cutting anyone. I say even so, you're not allowed to jump the fence, it's against the rules. Girl 2 said, ah, sorry about that, but yeah. They were just trying to meet up with us so they cannot go through that long line. Entitled Girl 1 said, exactly. Now just let us go. By this point, more guests were starting to get closer and may begin watching what was happening if I don't get the three girls moved. I said, no. Look, the three of you who jumped have to go to the back of the line. Entitled Girl 2 said, what? That's not fair. We didn't even cut the line. I said, there are still people on their way. By this point, people began moving, and I kept an eye on these girls as I waited for someone to come and help me. And no, I didn't have a walkie-talkie on me because we were on a shortage, since some of them were broken. Luckily, one security person, SG-1, was on his way and I waved him down. I said in a somewhat hushed voice, Hey, can you help me here quickly? Security guard 1 said, Hey, what's going on? I said, There's this group of girls where some of their group hopped the fence. I point out the group. He nods as we walked over to them again. Security guard one said, Excuse me girls, Opius told me some of you hopped the fence? Girl three says, Oh, uh, well... Entitled girl two says, We did not. The security guard replied, Well, this person clearly saw some of you do that, and I'm sure they've told you that that isn't allowed. Entitled girl one said, We were just meeting up with the rest of our group. I want to add that there was a lot of back and forth with multiple of us speaking at once, but I'm just going to be adding the stuff I either remember or is most important to the story. Entitled Girl 3 adds, and we didn't even cut anyone. There wasn't anyone behind us. Security Guard 1 turned to me and said, well, did you? I said, there were people on their way, but they were really far. Security Guard 1 thinks for a second and speaks up again. Well, even if you didn't cut anyone behind you, it's still not allowed to jump over the fence. OP, do you remember who the girls were? I nod and point at the three entitled girls. Security Guard 1 nods and turns to them. Okay, you three, come with me. We won't have you exit the line, just sending you to the back. The entitled girls say, what? The guard replies, sorry, but it's the policy. The little girl said, shouldn't we go along with them, since they're with us and we're a big group together? The security guard replied, no, no, just those three, as they were the ones OP saw breaking the rules. 
you can all stay the way you are. Entitled Girl 1 said, this isn't fair, we didn't even cut anyone. The third Entitled Girl said, yeah, and now other guests are passing us. Entitled Girl 2 said, how is this any fair? Girl 3 said to them, guys, it's fine, we told them they can pass us. At this point, some back and forth stuff happens, and as this does, the security guard's manager, SGM, approaches us. Security guard informs them on the situation, then gets my input, and the security guard manager then begins talking to the girls, but to no avail. It's all just a broken record at this point. We try to tell them that they jumped the fence. They claimed they weren't cutting and just wanted to meet up with their group, which I do believe. Us telling them that doesn't excuse them jumping the line because it's against the rules, etc. The manager then says, Alright girls, listen. Either the three of you that broke the rules go to the back of the line, or all of you will. Otherwise, we'll need to ask you to leave. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The girls talk amongst themselves. Evidently, the four nice girls decided they'll just go to the back with the entitled girls, much to the entitled girls' reluctant distaste, but acceptance. I sigh internally in relief, thinking this is all going to be resolved somewhat peacefully, as we help the girls get to the back while asking other guests to make way. But this wouldn't be an entitled parent's post without an entitled parent, right? Because they were apparently in line too. Yep, you heard that right. They, not one, not two, but three. Oh, joy. As we led the girls up, one of the entitled mothers stops all of us. Hey, what do you think you're doing? The little girl says, we gotta go to the back of the line. Entitled mother says, what? Why? The security guard manager says, ma'am, could you and the rest of your party please move out of the way? Entitled mother too said, no, not until you tell us why you're forcing our girls out of line. The security guard says, well, OP caught some of them hopping over the fence, which is against the rules. We're just sending them to the back of the line. I nod an answer. Yeah, ma'am, they could have been cutting someone else getting in line. The third entitled mother says, what? That's ridiculous. They'd never do such a thing. The security guard manager says, well, what we've been told by both parties said otherwise. While it doesn't seem like these kids were trying to cut anyone, it's still against the rules to jump the fence. Entitled Mother 3 says, well, if that's the case, they can stay with us. They were far ahead of us anyway, so that should be far enough of a distance. Side note, no, they weren't. They were at least 10 to 15 people away. Security guard manager said, no, they can't. All three entitled mothers said, what? The manager replies, look, they broke the rules and the punishment is sending them to the back. Plain and simple. 
The first entitled mother said, no, you can't do that, they're only 14 years old. Do you really expect them to be all by themselves? The second adds in, yeah, and we are their guardians. We know what's best for them. Besides, this could be compensation for them being me lying about our children cutting the lines. Roll my eyes. The security guard said, ma'am, the girls admitted it themselves that those three jumped the fencing. Please just let them go to the back. We're already holding the line up as it is with you standing here. Guests have been trying to walk around them as this crab show is all going on. The third entitled mother said, Do you really think you'll separate our kids from us? You're all delusional. This went on for a good few minutes. And as it does, I'm growing more and more tense and anxious because of how loud the entitled mothers have been shouting at us. Nice girl seemingly noticed because she gives me an embarrassed look and says with a small, sympathetic smile, I'm so sorry about all this. I smile back and say, no worries. Thank you. Apparently, the argument between security and the entitled mothers got pretty heated because I hear one of them pull their walkie out and ask for more security to come down, especially since security guard one of them was about to head on break. With that being said, not even a minute later, two more security guards step in. We inform them on the situation and the group tried to move along, but me and the first two guards stopped them. Security guard two says, look... It seems like you guys are refusing to let your kids go to the back for facing the consequences of the rules. And if you try to escalate things further, we're going to ask you to leave. Entitled mothers one and two grew even more upset as they told off the guards and me, saying more of the same. They didn't do anything. They're only 14 year old kids. And you can't do this. All the while, we're all moving along the line as it slowly moves. And the third entitled mother is clapping sarcastically and trying to dismiss us with something along the lines of, Thank you, thank you, yes, yes. You're doing your job so well. Have a good night. The security eyed her at that, which made her shut up with the sarcasm. The first entitled mother said, look, just let us go into the dang haunted house. We're already so close now anyway, and we don't want any more of this over a lie. I was fuming at this and spoke up. No, I saw them with my two eyes, and your girls have already admitted it. Just please let your girls go. Entitled mother one turns to me and shouts, no, they are 14. You won't get away with this, you. I get spooked and feel my nerves shoot up. The guards step in and angrily scold her and told her to leave me alone. And honestly, after this, the rest of the confrontation was a blur. I was really messed up after getting yelled at like that. Eventually, things cooled down and security said I can head back to my post and they'll handle the rest. But as I was trying to do so, I just couldn't hold back the tears. I cried during anxiety attacks. Thank God that one of my managers, MK, was walking up to check on me a few minutes later. She asked me if I was okay and I couldn't respond. She frowns and says, here, why don't you take a break? I nodded slightly and walked along with her. As we were, who did we see? The group of entitled mothers and the kids. I begin to panic. I whisper to MK and say, it's them. She nods and tries to shield me as we speed walk past them, but I felt myself just freeze up. I don't know why, but I just couldn't help myself but to look back. The group was further away but were looking at us and honestly they looked somewhat guilty, embarrassed, frustrated or upset. I don't know. I was too anxious to tell. MK helped calm me down and get me into the employee only area of the park. 
she approached my other manager, MT, and explained that I was having a hard night. Apparently, security had informed her already and was told they handled everything. I don't know what it was or what they did. I was never told. But it was all done and sorted, I guess. MT and MK helped me calm down as I sat on the steps and just let my anxiety flow out of me. And I appreciated that, honestly. And that's it. Sorry it doesn't have much of a satisfying ending like a big dose of Miss Karma or it seems jumbled. I have really bad memory, especially with things that happen only a few hours prior, and don't remember all the details, so if anyone needs clarifications, I'll try to answer as much as I can. I will say that though it wasn't a fun experience, it is my first ever Karen slash Entitled Parent story I've gotten out of my two years. Surprised I don't have more. Apparently this is a rare occurrence according to MT, but since I do plan on returning to working at that place next Halloween, I'd definitely be on the lookout for more. Honestly, I think this is one of those situations where you hope that they feel so turned away or so slighted by the people who worked here at this haunted house that they would be like, we're never coming back here in the future, scratch that one off, which secretly just only ends up being a win for the people who actually work at the haunted house. Our next story is, my vegan friend goes against her entitled former friend who tries to force veganism. For context, my friend, we'll call Lily, is vegan and has been since high school. She also has dietary restrictions due to allergies as well. She can't have certain grains too. She is impossibly skinny and for the most part, the first thing anyone thinks is that she has an eating disorder, something she doesn't have. We'll go to a vegan Indian restaurant and also do things normally, but she had a friend who was really rude. Her friend Kendra was a vegan and believes everyone has to be to live. Lily really doesn't believe that and has argued that some people can't live like this. I remember one time we were out, I was having eating problems since I just went through surgery for pre-cancer. Sitting hurt. And while Lily was trying to adjust my seat, while Kendra was blasting me for my diet, Kendra was going on and on about how I got pre-cancer based on processed foods. Lily suddenly told her, Shut up. It isn't her fault this happened. You're not her doctor. Kendra just said she was only helping my recovery, which Lily was helping me stand, and decided to leave. At the car, Lily apologized and decided to drive me home. She later texted Kendra that she no longer likes her opinions and showed me it. She said after Kendra unfairly judged me that it was her view this person was too inconsiderate. Lily also asked my husband who said the same, so good move for Lily. FYI, Lily's view on being vegan is that it's a choice, and only you make it, not anyone else. She didn't get a choice due to her own health, and it affects what she can and cannot eat. Obviously, I think Lily has the clear-cut, healthy mindset when it comes to this. I mean, the bottom line is, you're never going to stop people who enjoy eating meat from eating meat, or people who enjoy partaking in processed foods you're probably not going to be able to stop them, and you kind of just come off as a huge jerk trying to control them. This next story is, my father talks to me only when he has no one he can talk to. Otherwise, he ignores me completely. Every time some person is with us, he talks to that person only, and I feel invisible in that room. When he and mom weren't talking due to some problems, he began to talk to me about his work, his life, etc. Every time we talked, I made sure he knows I heard him, I value what he said. However, as soon as they made up, he began to ignore me. When he wants to say something about his work or about anything else, he only looks at my mom and talks to her. Whenever my brother visits, he pays attention to him only. 
This might sound stupid to say, but I graduated last year, had a prom, applied for college, and he didn't post a single picture with me on Facebook, but he managed to post every single one with my mom. I gave him the same treatment before to make him see what he was doing, and it ended up worse than I imagined. He wanted to move out to our grandparents' house instead of talking to me. I got mad and I told him everything, how I felt about him ignoring me, etc. Well, even though we talked about it countless times, he's still acting the same. Even my mom agrees with me. She saw the way he behaves towards me too. She told me he's never going to change. I understand that. I respect him because he's my father, but his behavior hurts sometimes. I don't feel sad about it. I made peace with it. I just don't know how to react to it. I kind of feel sorry for myself. If I had a child, I would never ignore her. But believe me, every time we talked, he made sure to tell me the problem is in me. I got tired of it. Truly. I'm aware I want the bare minimum. And that's why I pity myself. I would be feeling particularly slighted and kind of devastated if I were in OP shoes. I think it comes down to learning to just try to somehow accept that honestly they don't seem to truly care enough to have a real relationship. It hurts, but how many times have they just blatantly displayed it? Our next story is long distance mother-in-law wants to move in. Alright, so I've been married for about 7 years. My husband and I have a 6 year old son. My mother-in-law lives in Wisconsin where my husband grew up and we're in DC. Quick backstory. My husband lived with his mother from birth, and when he was 11, she left. Just left him with one, a note saying she was going to California with her boyfriend, and two, a freezer full of microwave pizza. That's all. No return date, no money, no forwarding address. This was in the 80s, so no cell phone either. My husband wound up living there for about four months until a friend of his told a teacher, and he ended up in foster care. With a foster father who beat the crap out of him regularly and he wound up becoming a runaway at 14, becoming homeless until he was 19 or 20. So when I met him and heard this whole saga, I was shocked and pretty grossed out. When husband and I met, he hadn't spoken to her in years, but had recently decided, because he was getting married and having a kid, that he wanted to try and forge a relationship with her. I supported him and she came to our wedding. I was polite to her, but... Once I became a mom, everything he had told me about her kind of came flooding back to me and I was just so beyond disgusted and I didn't want much to do with her. She came to visit once after our son was born. He was about one and a half. We call him Piglet as a nickname. Mother-in-law was at the park with me and my son and while he played with a little black boy, she made a comment out loud about, "Aw, it's a piglet and a word that rhymes. That was it for me. I haven't let her visit since, and my husband has been on board. Well now, mother-in-law has lost her apartment and wants to move into our basement. Husband is starting to crack from her self-pity campaign, and it's making me feel like a selfish bench for not wanting it. What can I do here? Am I wrong? If he's forgiven her for what she did to him, should I be over it? I'm 39 and husband is 48 for reference. I think there's enough displayed behaviors here for OP to confidently say no, just even beyond trying to feel bad on your husband's behalf. I mean, their racist exchange alone? You don't want that around your kids growing up, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. 
That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.